Well, Merry Christmas, church. Uh, obviously, I wish we could be together, actually gather together on Christmas, but God and his sovereignty had other plans. Uh, and similar to what Tim said, any time uh, our comforts uh, get kind of stripped away from us or our plans get a bit interrupted, it's simply an opportunity for us to trust in the Lord. That what we're celebrating, not just on Christmas, but on every Lord's Day, is that Christ is our hope. Uh, and I think it's an also a good reminder that what the church is, isn't just a building, but it's the body. It's it's the people of the church. So the Parkway Church, the local church of the Parkway Church is not made up of those who get together in a building. It's where the building goes and then the church goes, but rather it's us. Uh, and so I'm, I'm grateful for our day, though I wish we were gathering. We can still worship together, though scattered. Uh, so if you have your Bibles, turn to Luke 2. We'll be in verse 8 through verse uh, 14. At the end-ish of objectively the greatest Christmas show that's ever been made, uh, Charlie Brown is coming to the realization that he doesn't really know what Christmas is all about. And so he cries out, isn't there anyone who can tell me what Christmas is all about? And his friend Linus comes to him and says, sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And he walks center stage and for the first time in the show lets go of his trusty blanket and he quotes this passage, Luke 2, verse 8 through 14. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there were with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. And Linus simply walks back, to Charlie Brown and says, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. And he's right. In this passage, we see the announcement that we've been waiting for for centuries. We see the good news. This is the announcement of announcements, uh, the arrival of the King of Kings, what all of creation has been longing for since Genesis 3.15 is here. Since Genesis 3, since Adam and Eve took a bite of the fruit, the world has been utterly enslaved to sin. If there's anything that the Old Testament shows over and over and over and over again, it's the failure of man. And if there's anything the Old Testament screams loudly, it's this, we need a Savior. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. And alongside man's failure all throughout the Old Testament is God's promises that it won't always be like this, that one day a, a Savior will come and he'll crush the head of the serpent, Genesis 3.15. He'll redeem and he'll renew God's people. And so we have this just longing that's been created, this, this waiting, this eager expectation for God to send this Savior, God to send this promised one. And so we cry out, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel, who, who mourns in lowly exile here until the Son of God appears. 
O come, thou rod of Jesse, free thine own from Satan's tyranny. From depths of hell thy people save and give them victory over the grave. There's this longing for centuries for God to send his Savior. And then, one night, this long-awaited announcement comes. Verse 8. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord showed around them, and they were filled with great fear. So we have this silent night, these shepherds out in a field, not suspecting anything, watching their sheep just like any other night. And all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord appears to them, breaks into their reality, and with this angel, the glory of the Lord shines all around them. Glory streams from heaven afar. And what is their reaction to this? What's their reaction to the angel showing up? Fear. And don't miss this. They should be afraid. They should be very, very afraid because since the beginning, all of our efforts as man have gone towards dethroning the true king and enthroning ourselves, us taking his place. And now... The true king is coming. Creation that was meant to praise him with every breath has done nothing but spit in his face. What would you expect the announcement to be? You would expect this king is coming to his rebellious creation to justly pour out his wrath, to bring just retribution on the rebels that have done nothing but try and displace him as king. You would expect the announcement to be the party's over fear. But instead, what do we get? What do we get in verse 10? Here's what the angel says, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. The announcement is, don't fear. I have good news that I bring. Good news is the same Greek word where we get the, the word gospel. I, I'm angels quite literally saying, I bring the gospel. And it's not just good news, it's good news of great joy. Whatever message this angel has is meant to fill your heart with exceeding, abounding, bottomless joy. So what is this good news? Look at verse 11. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. For you today is born in the city of David, the city of the king, the city that was promised that the Messiah would be born in, this little town of Bethlehem. A child is born, and the angel gives this child three titles. And it's, in fact, the only time in the whole New Testament that we have these three titles in the same verse. He's Savior, he's Christ, and he's Lord. First, he's Savior. He's the rescuer. He's the deliverer, the one that would finally save us, save the world from sin, death, and most importantly, from our own wicked hearts. The one that was going to save us, that's going to save us from the ancient serpent that tempted Eve away from the Lord. The one that's going to save us from the ultimate exile in Egypt. The one that's going to bring us out of the greater exodus. The one that's finally going to break the chains that we have not been able to break for centuries. He's here. Everything that's been holding you back, 
everything that's been trying to kill you, everything that's been oppressing you, everything that's been enticing you away from the Lord and enslaving you to sin, everything that would make you cry out for help, he is here to rescue you from. Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. A Savior has been born, but not just a Savior, the Christ, the Messiah, the promised one, the one that God promised in Genesis 3.15 that would crush the head of the serpent, the one of Abraham that God promised would bless all the nations, the one of David that would sit enthroned in the city of God and reign forever, the one from Ezekiel that would come and, and change our hearts, take away our hearts of stone and give us a living heart of flesh, the one Isaiah promised that we looked at last week that would reign forever in perfect justice and peace where the wolf would lie down with the land, with the lamb and the earth would be filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea the one who truly taught us to love one another, whose law is love and whose gospel is peace, the one who would break chains and make the slave our brother and in his name all oppression shall cease. That one, he's here. He's been born to us. This is not just another promise about him coming later in the future. This is the fulfillment of all the past promises. All the hopes of history are being realized in him. The promised Christ is born, the Savior, the Christ, and then lastly, the Lord, the ruler, the master, the owner, if you will, the one with all the authorities. We see from the angel, he's Savior, he's Christ, and oh yeah, one more thing, he's God. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail, incarnate deity. Hebrews 1 says about him, long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in the last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed as the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of his nature. And he, Jesus, this, this baby in Bethlehem, upholds the universe by the word of his power. Colossians 1, For by him, this baby, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. The Father has not just sent a high angel to Bethlehem. He's not just sent a high angel to the earth. He's not just sent another prophet to bring about his word. This isn't a special agent to accomplish this mission. This isn't Clarence trying to earn his wings. God the Son has come down for us and for our salvation. The Lord of all has come down. You and I have been calling ourselves Lord since the beginning, and we make terrible lords. We need someone who rules perfectly in perfect justice and in perfect mercy, someone who every single decree he makes is good, someone whose reign brings nothing but joy and life everlasting. And he's here. This Lord is here. Could there be any 
better news that these shepherds could hear? Could any news fill their hearts with greater joy? Your Savior, your promised Christ and your Lord is here for you today. But the angels aren't finished. Look at verse 14. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. So now the angels turn to the sign. Anytime God uh, brings an incredible announcement or a a promise like this one, it's usually accompanied with a sign. So God tells Noah, I'm never going to destroy the earth uh, with a flood again. Uh, What's the sign? Show that 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 is a true statement. Look up in the sky. There's a rainbow. So what's the sign the angel says will accompany this incredible announcement? What What do we need to look at to see that this announcement of this Savior who's going to deliver us? of this promised one that's going to rescue us, of this king of the universe? Where do we look to know that this promise is true? And the angel says, look in an animal's feeding trough. Look in a manger. And this is where uh, the story takes an unexpected twist. Where would you expect the king of the universe to be born? In the high courts? in the highest palace, surrounded by all the royalty of all the world, in a golden crib. That's where you would expect the king of the universe, right? This Lord, who all things were made by and for, that's where you'd expect him to be born. Is that where he's born? No, he's born in a manger. He's born in a feeding trough. He's born in quite literally the last place you would expect him to be born. So what's what's going on here? And here's where we begin to see the beauty of this, this Savior this Christ, this Lord, because woven in to this incredible announcement of the Savior is who he's going to save and how he's going to save. Notice, again, this announcement isn't to the kings. This isn't made to the emperor in Rome. It's not made to the well-educated or to the religious leaders or to the movers and shakers. This announcement, this earth-shattering, history-defining announcement is made to nobodies in a field. He's not born in a golden crib in the high courts. He's born in a manger. What is God showing us with this? Quite simply, this Savior will save by going low, by going incredibly low to save those who are incredibly low. He has not come to earth for the best of the best. He hasn't come for the righteous, those that believe they have it all together and maybe just need a little help. He's come for the forgotten shepherd. He's come for the commoner. He's come for the sinner. He's come for the forgotten. He's come for the rejected. He's come for the lowly. Though the skies are filled with his glorious praise, though he's the eternal God who has all glory and needs nothing from anyone. He already has anything or everything there is to be had, yet he lays it all down so that he might go low and save. Philippians 2, though he, Jesus, this, this, this baby in a manger was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Mild he lay his glory by, born that man no more may die. 
born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. He will save us by going low, not just from heaven to earth, that's low enough, but to a manger. Again, the lowest place that we could imagine. In fact, there's only one place lower that he could go, that he will eventually go to, and that's the cross. Philippians 2, again, he didn't count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant and being born in the likeness of men. Being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. You see, this Son of God has not come to earth just to be close or just to comfort you in your sorrows. Rather, he's here to take away your sorrows by taking your place. He will be your savior by letting your enemies kill him, by dying a slave's death on a cross. He will be your Messiah. He will be your promised Christ by becoming a curse for you, by taking your curses and my curses upon himself. He would be wounded. He will be wounded for your transgressions and he will be crushed for your iniquities. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God and he will be your Lord. Not by declaring his infinite might and showing up and saying, okay, there's a new sheriff in town and displaying his glory, but rather by laying down his glory. Though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that by his poverty you might become rich. That is the good news of great joy that the angels are announcing. In the second, the announcement leaves his lips. Look at verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. The second this good news is finished being announced, heaven bursts forth. It's like heaven can't contain itself. The second the news is done being announced, praise to God bursts forth from heaven. Glory to God for this unthinkable plan of salvation and glory to God for what this salvation will bring us. And quite simply, that is peace with God. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners are reconciled. We were kicked out of the garden of peace into the chaos of the world, and so God sent his son on Christmas, sent him to Bethlehem to bring us back. That's what is demanding heaven's praises right now in this scene. And so every, every sermon, even a short one, uh, needs an application point. And so my simple application point for you this Christmas morning is this. Join in heaven's praises. What good news of great joy for you. A Savior has been born who is Christ the Lord. Join in heaven's song. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With the angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Your Savior, your Christ, your Lord has come.
God has become man so that man might know God. The eternal Son of God by his nature has become a man so that you and I might be sons and daughters of God by adoption, by grace. We could not draw near to him. We could not draw near to God, so God drew near to us. He came low to save those who are very low, you and I. What a Savior, what a Christ, what a Lord. Merry Christmas, church. We love you.